Welcome, ma'am. Thank you for the powerful time of intercessory and prayer. Now, me just before I get started this morning to say how much I miss the altar of God. How much I miss to the children coming to the treasure box to give their offerings. How much I see to see, how much I miss to see the worshippers standing at the altar worshipping God. And how, to, how I miss to watch the dawn Worshipping and dancing. Thanks be to God that uh, we've come up with a program for the Sunday school children. And this morning, two Sunday school teachers are among my audience to speak to. And I want to thank them and congratulate them for the beautiful work they are doing to encourage and exhort the children. I want to appreciate the technical team under the leadership of Mr. Minor that has tirelessly been able to uh, send the message to us wherever we are. My interpreter, we thank God so much for you. We thank God for every family member. I make mention of you before God every single day. I miss you dearly and I love you. I have had a prayer. When Moses' people had gone to war, and they went out and there was a battle, and they fought, they returned, and there was a countdown, and none of them was missing. It has been my prayer constantly that when we come back we shall count and none of us will be missing. May the Lord preserve you even in these days of danger. I want to thank you Fem family that you have not ceased to give to the work of God. You have not been persuaded, but you have been so committed that during the shutdown or the lockdown, whatever it's called, we're still able to continue with the construction, still debt-free. May God bless you so much. And may God continue to strengthen and encourage you. Receive my love. One of the hardest things for preachers is to fake something. Yeah, you now you fake like there are people here and there's nobody. Welcome the worshippers, they're not there. Those who 
comes are tough things. But through it all, may the name of the Lord be exalted. And we are so blessed to watch internationally every nation singing the blessing. And we also thank God for our teams. And the gospel of Jesus Christ will continue. Regardless of anything. It's going straight to the word. Today you're going to walk with me through a journey here. Because I want to bring a few things to our attention. Reminding you of the theme 2020. From the book of Ezekiel, the 22nd chapter. That God sought for a man amongst them. Who could make up a hedge. Not to make up a hedge, meaning there was a hedge that was missing. And stand in the gap, meaning there was a need for somebody to stand in the gap. On behalf of the land, lest I should destroy it, says the Lord. And God says, but I found none. That was the most difficult uh, theme I have ever given. But God has, was gracious to me because God knew what the nations would face in days to come, the days we are at today. So God saw the need of looking for a man who could stand in the gap for their nations. A man with the oracles of God. A man of God. To safeguard the nations and protect the nations. Especially spiritually from the devourer. Through the teachings as we have gone on. I felt like giving a new, th a new subtitle to the theme of, of 2020. The preacher man said there is nothing new under the sun. Meaning whatever we see happening, it has happened before. There is nothing new. We did notice something that the vicious deadly virus we are seeing it's not the first time it has ever happened. It has happened in other generations after every 100 years. 1720. 1820. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 1920. 
I begin to feel heavy in my spirit. And I started sharing around the table with my team members and two of them might be here. And I would ask them for example if I say scarcity what do you think? If I say poverty what do you think? If I say recession and don't discuss it, what would you think? If I say economical crisis, what would you think? 2020, during the prophetic word, I was able to share a few things. I saw the instability globally. I saw prophetically strained economy, Insecurities that would affect trade and businesses. I boldly spoke about the hard times that are ahead of us and here they are. I spoke about some uh, bad weather patterns, changes coming. I much more want the believers from borrowing money. Borrowing unnecessarily to buy another pair of shoes and whatever it might be. I saw signs of poverty coming and I saw hard times ahead of us. Today, I'm going to share something very interesting because I want you to allow me to speak about famine or, or scarcity. I could also, we could also mention these three words together, famine, scarcity, and drought. Because these three words have something to do with each other. And uh, when we talk about scarcity, we are looking at limited uh, commodities or even lacking resources of necessities. When we look at scarcity, we are talking about not having enough the state of insufficiency. We're talking about shortages. In the days of scarcity, if people would have money and have nothing to buy with the money. In other words, money becomes like papers. Money would, money would not have value. The worst scarcity that I would ever think about today is being uh, some of the nations are facing it and others maybe not. The worst scarcity is food and water because without food and without water there is no life. We would all die. 
And another kind of a scarcity that I may want to mention na upungufu mwingine ambao ningependa kutaja is lack of shelter accommodation ni kukosa makazi because then uh, people become homeless kwa dili vile watu wanakosa nyumba za kukaa basically scarcity haswa upungufu is lacking of, of of the most wanted or demanded goods. But I have noticed something. I have observed carefully and I have noticed. In the days of scarcity, people become angry. You watch the way people walk, the way they drive, people are angry. There is a spirit of bitterness. People become anxious. You see people are so tense there's so much tension. Not in the absence of depression. People become very negative. And many people also develop very strange behaviors. Such as drunkenness. Uh, usage of uh, abuses of substance like drugs sexual abuses and many many other issues scarcity comes along with other a lot of other things the mentality a poverty mentality and a state of hopelessness may i say today when i when we talk about scarcity mentality Sometimes it is not just um, a, a scarcity that people need things. There is also a scarcity mentality. A mindset. There are people out there. They will never have enough no matter what. It is a mindset. They have not enough money even when they have money. They have so much land but they don't even have enough. They have many homes and many houses but never enough. They don't have a parking space in home but they still need more cars. They hang clothes almost to their neighbors because they don't have wardrobes enough. They have so much food, they don't know what to do with the food, but they will not even give it away. That is not scarcity. That is called greed. And, uh, but it is the mentality of scarcity mentality. In the book of Philippians, God says, He will meet our needs. God does not talk about meeting our greed, but our needs. One of the problems that is I notice around Sometimes in the days of scarcity the rich people become richer to the expense of the poor who become more poorer. In the days of scarcity we lack fairness in trade and in businesses. People don't get equal opportunities to do business. And you do notice 
this nobody may not want to say this but i want to say the economy of the nations uh, is around a certain group of people but just a few individual businesses cannot even market their products they cannot get opportunities to supply their goods because the economy is held by big boys and the giants in the place in the marketplace i've not preached i'm introducing my message today but for the believers avoid living a mentality as scarcity mentality a mind it is a mindset always feeding and thinking walking poor thinking poor and feeling sorry for yourself avoid it always walk with the mind of abundance even when you are broke be grateful to god focus not on what you don't foc- never focus on what you do not have think of what god has given you i want to give you several tips tip number 1 count your blessings name them one by one as the singer of uh, the, the singer sang itaje moja kwa nyingine kama vile mwimbaji alivyoimba count on your blessings name them one by one number 2 always walk in the confidence of tomorrow though today you may not have always remember that there is a tomorrow there is yet another day number 3 in the days of scarcity sharpen your skills for tomorrow Dream big in the days of scarcity. I always say and I will say it again. Dreams are for free. Dream your dreams. Go to bed whether you have a bed or not. Sleep and dream like Joseph. Never dreams be small things. Dream bigger dreams and you can manage or afford ambazo pengine hata uwezi ukazikadiria I'm talking about a Joseph number 4 resist every negative thought that might come your way in the days of scarcity think about the possibilities and the chances of tomorrow the fifth number 5 refuse to live a chaotic life organize your life manage your time remember that you have to be a good time keeper manage your resources and let's avoid being careless number 6 stewardship be faithful custodian of what god has given you 
And when you are uh, when you become a faithful custodian. Na wakati unapokuwa mtunzi mwema. Avoid overspending than you can afford. Acha kutumia zaidi kuliko vile unavyopata. I have always talked to people when they are in financial crisis. Nimeenena na watu ambapo wako katika shida za kifedha. And mostly I understand. Na mara mingi ninafahamu. People go to the shop to buy some certain item they needed to buy. Watu wanaenda dukani kununua vitu ambavyo walikuwa wanataka. But the mind of scarcity. Lakini mawazo ya upungufu start to point to them things that are on sale. Itaanza kuonesha vitu ambao zinauzwa wakati ule. You start buying things because they are on sale not because you needed them. Unaanza kununua vitu ambao zinauzwa sio kwa ajili unazihitaji. My dear shops will always be there until Jesus returns. Mpendo wa maduka yatakuweko mpaka Yesu arejee. Number 7. Ya saba. Walk with like-minded people. Tembea na watu wenye nia sawa na yako. People who think like you do. Watu wanaofikiria vile unafikiria. People who are bold. Watu wanyuja decision makers watu ambao wanafanya maamuzi avoid sitting with mediocre spirit wacha kukaa na watu ambao wako na mawazo ya bure the old english saying watu wa kiingereza wakali walisema birds of the feather ndege wenye mabawa yanafanana they flock together wanapuruka pamoja number 8 ya nane. learn to be content kwamba jifunze kutosheka. Apostle Paul speaking in the book of uh, Philippians the fourth chapter. Mtume Paulo akinena katika wa Filipi sura In whatever state you might be in this time. Katika wakati wote ambao uko wakati huu. You better learn how to abase and how to abound. Afadhali ukajifunza jinsi ya kunyenyekea na kutulia. You better learn how to suffer hunger and need. Afadhali ukapata kujua jinsi ya kukaa wakati hakuna kitu na wakati uko na even how to be full sit back and watch people who are discontent keti na ukapata kuangalia watu ambao watosheki dissatisfied ambao hawatosheki demotivated ya kwamba wamevunjika moyo emptiness na utupu murmuring and whining wananungunika kila wakati so avoid acha to hang out avoid hanging out with such people wacha kukaa na watu wa sampuli number 9 ya Psalms number 23 ya kwamba zaburi 25 let the lord be your shepherd acha bwana awe mchungaji wako allow him to lead you to the greener pastures acha kuongoze katika majani mabichi in in other words you don't know where the greener pastures are but he knows where the pastures are kwa maneno mengine wewe haujui mapo kuna majani mabichi lakini bwana anaelewa pale so allow god to take you to the greener pastures acha bwana kupeleka katika Let the Lord restore your soul. Let him walk with you to in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Allow God to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Allow God to anoint your head with oil. Let your cup have an overflow. The psalm is said running over sema kinafurika because in the day where mercy and goodness will hug each other ambapo rehema na wema zitakumbatiana that will be your portion hiyo itakuwa sehemu yako never depart from the house of god Us, in the days of scarcity usiondoe katika nyumba ya bwana siku za upungufu but rather lakini david said i will dwell in the house of the lord forever daudi akasema nitaduma katika nyumba ya bwana stay in the house of god stay with god and walk with god number 10 ya 10 in the 
in that case katika hali ile make yourself happy ukafata kujipa faraja don't look around for anything and anybody to make you happy usimtafute yote akupe furaha the bible says that the joy of the lord is your strength bibili nasema furaha yake bwana ndio nguvu zangu rejoice in the lord and i say again rejoice katika bwana tena nasema furahini number 11 in the days of scarcity siku za upungufu avoid acting emotional wacha kufanya mambo tunahisia don't be a ve- don't be an emotional person usiwe mtu wa hisia tu in every decision and choir from god katika kila uamuzi muulize bwana don't rush into things usikimbilie mambo don't run into good ideas usikimbilie mawazo mema avoid everything and choir from god wachana na kila kitu muulize bwana i pursue this je bwana nifanye hivi if i pursue shall i recover je nikifuatia je nitapata that was the life of david hiyo ilikuwa maisha ya daudi The last thing I want to uh, give you a tip na the top of the thing. Kidokezo cha mwisho ambacho nita 12 nataka kuambia. Think different than anybody else. Fikiria tofauti na wengine. Think different than what other people are thinking. Fikiria tofauti vile wengine wanafikiria. Don't talk what people are talking. Usizungumze vile watu wengine wanazungumza. Die to the talks of people. Wewe waachana na mazungumzo ya watu wengine. Talk different. Ongea tofauti. Think different. Fikiria tofauti. The moment you start to talk different. Wakati unapoanza kufikiria na kunyo tofauti. Utaelewa. that the power of life and death is in your tongue so you'll be able to command situations that are surrounding you today i want to look at two individuals two different characters how they handled uh, scarcity in the days of famine and drought and scarcity And apparently these characters have discussed them before but I'm going to do it. My two different characters of choice today. Number one is Isaac. Number two will be Naomi. And by the way I have done a teaching on the book of I have done a teaching on the book of Ruth. Nimefanya mafunzo katika kitabu cha Ruth. And we are um, we are already processing to to publish a book. Na tayari tunaanza kujipanga kuna kile kitabu. Just to mention on that. Kutaja tu hivyo. But I want you to remember. Nataka ukumbuke. As we look at all these things that are ahead of us. Unapotazama mambo haya yote mbele. There is nothing new under the sun. Kuna kitu kipya ulimwenguni. Speaking on famine. Kinena kuhusu njaa. In the days of Isaac. Siku zake Isaac. But I want to actually go backward. Ambao nataka kurejea nyuma. And I want to look at his own father. Nataka kumtazama baba yake. In the days of Abraham the father of faith. Siku za Ibrahimu baba wa imani. There was famine in the land in the promised land there was scarcity and so abraham took his wife sarah and they went down to egypt they did not go to egypt just they went they did not go to egypt according to the word of god they were looking for comfort they walked away from the will of god I want you to note the word going down. Nataka utambue neno kwenda chini. God never intended believers to go down. Mungu hakunuia waaminiwe waende chini. No matter what we are going through in life. We are meant to go upwards. Nitakana uendelee kukwea juu. We are meant to climb upwards. Nitakana upande 
to avoid the mentality of going down. Avoid even confession of saying I'm going down. You are not going down because your help comes from above. So let's look at this let's look at this uh, scripture today. And I, I want us to think about something. So why does he go to Egypt? Why does he go to Egypt? He's running away from scarcity of both food and water. Look at him right at the entrance. At the immigration desk. Abraham looks at his wife Sarah. For the Bible says she was beautiful to behold. And for sure he could tell there was going to be an issue with her beauty. The first thing he does, he looks at Sarah and says, you are rooks. There is no way I can survive. And he whispered to her, don't say you are my wife, say you are my sister. So that these people will not kill me. So if we want safety, just confess and say you are my sister. And for sure, as the man of God had thought, when the prince of Pharaoh saw Sarah, he immediately commended her to Pharaoh. And she was taken to the palace. And because of Sarah, Abraham was being given favors. He was given oxen, bulls, you know, oxen, anything, sheep, donkeys. He was given servants, both female and male servants. But before things went bad, when God saw that something bad was about to happen, the Bible says that God sent a plague in the house of Pharaoh because of Sarah. Watch about a righteous people. Watch a mother of a promise. So Abraham is summoned by the king. And he is asked, why did you tell us that she's your She's your sister. Suppose I would, we would have, I would have taken her for a wife. And he was told. Abraham, this is the deal. Take your wife. Take everything we had given you and leave and leave immediately. Don't even turn. So we are seeing the Bible in Genesis chapter, the 13th chapter. And so Abraham left Egypt and he was a rich man. I'm not suggesting you go to Egypt and compromise. These were the days of ignorance. So he was rich in silver and gold, livestock and everything else. My intention is to more speak on Isaac. Apostle Paul speaking in the book of Galatians introducing Isaac. He introduces Isaac as a son of the promise. 
And though Isaac was a son of a promise, in the day of need, in the hour of need, he also moved and went to the land of Gerar. And it was prompted because of the famine that was in the land. And remember in this land, in Gerar, uh, his own father had been there before. And I want to say something. Watch when your father, spiritual fathers, where they have been before, they, they set spiritual pathways for their children. So where Abraham had been, he set spiritual pathways for his and his own biological children and his descendants to come. So it was great. So now we are seeing again history repeating itself. The Bible inquired, the Bible says, the men of the land, they inquired about Rebekah. I don't know, but this is amazing. This is another beautiful girl to kill. So they inquired about her. History repeats itself. Isaac says what his father said. Because he feared that he would be killed. He said, sir, Rebecca was his sister. Later, the people of the land watched. Love has a language. They watch the emotional attachment. And for sure they knew. Uh -uh, this is not a sister-brother thing. No, this is a deeper relationship. And so, so he had said Rebecca was his sister. Same question was asked him. Why did you lie that Rebecca is your sister. And the Bible says, for some reason, Isaac found favor in the land. And the people of that land said, he who touches Isaac and his wife could be put to death. What do you call that? Divine protection from the hand of God. So let's look at, at Isaac. So Isaac gains favor. He's assured to stay in peace in the land. In the land there is a famine going on. But look at what Isaac does. The Bible says in the 12th verse. He sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. This story does not end up there. Uh, Isaac was not only looking for being prosperous or just being wealthy. He wanted something more. The Bible says in the 13th verse, he began to prosper. He was unstoppable. He continued 
prospering until he became very prosperous what i like about isaac his mind does not focus on wealth isaac was smart enough he refused to settle for anything less just having silver and gold the bible says a thought came to him and he began to open the wells that had been dug by his father his father had dug wells and the philistines came and covered them meaning they backfilled them they did not want to see those wells that were dug by his father so the most important thing here i'm looking about isaac He named every one of every one of those wells the same same names that his father had called them and that's why i love the story of isaac no wonder god forbidden isaac from going down to egypt because of famine but god commanded him to stay in the land though it was a, there was scarcity despite the fer- several uh, famine that we see in the land Uh, we see the life of Isaac it's very very inspiring because Isaac Isaac was a man of character. When God want him not to go down to Egypt. Again notice the Bible says do not go down to Egypt. So why is the Bible talking down? Never go down. Go upwards. And God told him. Stay in the land and i will bless you and i will be with you isaac did not make a move i am talking to church people in the difficult times avoid going down avoid running for good ideas stay with god like isaac and the lord will prosper you bless you so isaac acted according to the word of god he remained in the land that god spoke to him and that points so much about uh, isaac's character number one, his, uh, his obedience is very is obvious His life is displayed in many areas. Maisha yake inaoneshwa katika sehemu nyingi. As a very submissive man. Kama mtu ambaye anatii. A man of meditation and devotion. Mtu ambaye anapata kutafakari na kutazamia. Mtu ambaye anaweka matumaini yake kwa Bwana. We also notice Isaac as a man of prayer. Tazama pia tunamtambua Isaac kama mtu wa maombi. And his peaceful nature. Na hali yake ya utulivu. His faith in God. and his hard working personality so in the times of scarcity before you make decisions inquire from god shall i move shall i stay what am i supposed to do i have said and i will say 
again. Decisions in life, decisions are very key. When we make decisions, a decision will make you or break you. So make sure you always make quality decisions. No matter what you go through in life. Don't make a decision of moving because people are moving. Don't go where people are going because you are not just a people. Wait on God for yourself. Don't hunt for greener pastures. Not everything that greeters green is, is, is good. Because sometimes you can look at marshy ground. By nature, it always shines green. But wait until you step into it. There are potholes. It's muddy. Very, I mean, it's chaotic. Don't run for green. Pastures. Let God take you to the greener pastures. The eyes of a man can be deceiving. In the comparison of Isaac, Isaac waited on God. Isaac obeyed God's instructions. And now I want us to look at my second character. Who happens to be Naomi? Apparently, the book of Ruth should have been the book of Naomi. But I will show you as we go, as we as we go through the word. Why the book, the title of the book changes from from Naomi to Ruth. So we're looking at the book of uh, we're looking at the book of Ruth, but it is the story of Naomi. Watch out lest your story be authored by somebody else. So the story of Naomi appears in the book of Ruth. That sounds odd. The first chapter is where I want to dwell with and you can study that at home. The Bible says in the days of judges. This is the days when judges used to rule the nation. There was a great famine in the land of Bethlehem of Judah. Remember Bethlehem is the house of bread. And now we are seeing scarcity. We are seeing a famine in this land. And this is where we see Naomi making a move with her family to move from Bethlehem of Judah, the house of bread, into the country of Moab. Moab means empty, nothing, waste. We see them packing their bags to move to Moab. 
and uh, she might have forgotten Naomi might have forgotten Nadhani Naomi alisahau that in Bethlehem of Judah ya kwamba pale Bethlehem ya Kiyuda was the city where the Messiah was to be born Hii ndio ilikuwa mji ambapo Masihi angezaliwa and there is no way a city where a messiah would be born they would be farming drought and scarcity meaning the condition the situation we are seeing here was a very temporary situation it was not permanent but you see Naomi makes a move to migrate from Bethlehem to Moab. Let me say. Moab was the land of abundance. They had the food, they had the much due. But I want to point to you this morning. That Moab was the land of spiritual death. Physical death. And that is where Naomi heads. Naomi is walking away from her rich heritage faith into the land of scarcity and death. And this is why I said and I will say it again. It matters much the decisions we make in the hour of need. Naomi's decision was made based on selfishness and she forgot to think about twice about how about her faith how about her god and how they worship she did not consider the conflict of interest she did not even consider a few aspects of life such as the culture conflict beliefs and traditions when it comes to moving from one nation into another one must be very considerate and uh, and make the right decisions Naomi in other words the decision she made was a horrible decision because she was moving away from God. She is moving away from the city of visitation. She is going from the city of the promise. And she is moving to a land of spiritual and physical death. There are few things that Naomi needed to put into account. We all know that Naomi was not going for a special program. Neither was she going to Moab for business. She was not going for a job. Neither was she going for, for to further her studies. Categorically, we can say that Naomi was looking for a comfort zone. The most interesting thing about the land of Moab, this land was not far from Bethlehem. Geographically, I was looking at the land. It was not far. But this land was far away from God. That's why the land was far. 
this land had foreign gods. They worshipped idols. Now Naomi is looking for opportunities. The land of opportunity became the land of misfortune. The Bible says, while she was in Moab, the first thing that was taken away from her, her husband died. The second thing, while in Moab, her two boys started dating the Moabite girls which was against the traditions and the cultures of the Jewish people based on their religion and faith. The second thing, the two boys intermarried with the Moabite girls. And now we are looking later the, sick, the, 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 the fourth or third thing that happens, her two boys died at a very tender age. They did not even have children. So she never got grandchildren from these girls. Now we are looking at a chaotic uh, messy situation. A house of three widows. They are mourning, they are grieving, they are crying. Naomi is heartbroken. She's stricken in grief. And in great pain. And now we have to understand that Naomi comes to understand understand the meaning of the, the name Moab. The land of emptiness. Waste. The land of nothing. Now Naomi has nothing to show. Remember she has, she's away from her family. She's away from her her, her way of worship. She's away from her friends. She has no fellowship. There are no prayer meetings. There are no singing of the Psalms. Remember that her two daughter-in-law, they come from a foreign country. They are idol worshippers. They worship the gods of the Moabites. So Naomi has nobody to share her pain with. She's grieving. She's desperate. But in that hour of desperation, God was dealing with her character. God was purging her and enhancing her through that pain and the suffering. We're looking at the woman of beauty and personality. She has been reduced to nothing. She has been reduced to size. I want to make a statement and say something. We are now seeing a very serious contradiction between her name because her name means joy 
and the person she had become. There is a contradiction now between her name and the person she is. She just knows mysteries. She knows pain. She knows griefing. In that very state of devastation, this took 10 years, a whole decade, for her to be at the back of the desert in the wilderness where she lost everything that she ever called mine. My husband, my sweetheart, my sons, she has nothing of that. She has nothing to show. It took 10 good years. And where in that moment, in the day of devastation after 10 years, Naomi received some news from her country that Lord God of Israel had visited the city of Bethlehem giving them bread. And that sounds like a great revival had befallen Bethlehem. Watch out. After all these coronaviruses, all the issues that are surrounding us, watch out. There shall be an outpouring of a revival. And I'm talking talking about a great revival. I'm talking about a great awakening. People will have lost this and that. But watch out. God will visit his people again. God, I said God, will revisit his people. These buildings that have been shut, there shall be overflows. We shall be having services on top of services because of the day of if the devil thought it was over, let him think again. It is never over until God says so. We are looking at the greatest revival. And that's why nations are singing in their tongues in melodies the blessing of God. Because there is a blessing that's coming your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm getting blessed. Getting blessed. If the devil thought shutting the doors of the church, the church was shut, the church is stronger than before. We are stronger. We cannot die. We are not diable people. We have a vision. Watch. After we have lost this and that, after Naomi lost this and that, she heard there was a revival. There was a visitation. God was giving people bread. God was serving them with manna. A man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God is about to revisit. I said God is about to revisit. Europe, God is about to revisit you. America, God will, will be revisiting you. And people will hear there is a visitation. 
shall not have enough seats. We shall not have enough pastoral teams. We shall not have enough chairs. Because Naomi's will return from where they had gone wandering. Where they were going to look for greener pastures. When they will hear about God's visitation, they will come running back. They will not come with their rugs. They will come just as I am. And they will meet the God of revival. I'm saying, and I'm excited, because a day of visitation is coming. I say a day of visitation is coming. Our sons, those who are using drugs, they will have no need of drugs anymore because of the day of visitation. There shall be enough bread in the house and people will eat and be satisfied. There was a visitation. So when Naomi had, there was a visitation. Again, she has to make another decision. This time, she's going to make a quality decision. The decision is not based on the roses. The grief and the pain. This time, Naomi is making a quality decision. Because God has dealt with her heart. She has changed. She's transformed. She's a new woman. She's no longer the woman who looks for comfort. She's no longer the woman who wants to be in a comfort zone. She's a changed woman. Now we are watching. And we can tell Naomi's life, her attitude has been changed. She's a different woman. She's dead to self. I believe through the pain, through the things we're going through, this period of scarcity, we shall die to self and nothing will matter. We shall die to petty issues. Who said what? Who was and therefore you, we shall be dealing with issues of great importance, issues of rebuilding our nation, our people and our society, issues about our communities, and not those little politics. So Naomi, so Naomi is ready to return back to her people. She is prepared to go and restart. Church people, she is prepared to go and restart a new life. Now she wants to go back to her nation. She wants to go back to her people. She wants to go because there is a move of God. We shall see our people coming back. People will return to the house of God because God created people for himself. We shall see them returning in thousands to the house of God. And so, for her to make this decision, she called her two daughter-in-law, the Moabite girls. And she wanted to share with them her decision of moving back to her people in her country. And also back to her God. 
Now, this was not just a walkthrough. It was a very tough decision. So, Naomi calls the girls. The toughest thing was to persuade these two girls to return back to Moab. To persuade them to return to their families, to their people, to their gods. Hmm. How does Naomi do this? So, before hivyo, the meeting was over, kuisha, Ofa raised her hand and said, You know, Ofa is a very interesting character. Without much do, she arose and kissed Naomi goodbye. And said, Naomi, I wish you well. Traveling journey masses. May your God bless you. And she left. But Ruth rejected a kiss. I said, Ruth rejected a kiss. Why? She was a smart girl. She remembered she had not come to Naomi's life for a kiss. She had come into Naomi's life for something better than a kiss. She had come into Naomi's life for a divine covenant relationship. She wanted something bigger and better. She wanted something binding. She wanted a covenant. One of these days, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a speaking engagement. And I'm going to teach the difference between a kiss and a covenant relationship. People have become so fake with kisses that don't, that don't mean a thing. They are betrayal kisses. But I'm going to take upon it upon myself to teach on kisses of betrayal. Because some people enjoy those kisses. Mm, babe, I love you. And it doesn't mean anything. What the meaning is, what do I get for the kiss? Watch me, I'm coming again on the kisses of betrayal. People should look for relationships. People need to look for covenant. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Matthew chapter 26. Immediately Judas went up to Jesus. You notice the word down again and up. Judas went up to Jesus. He did not go down to Judas. He did not go down to Jesus. Look at this. He says, Rabbi, and he kisses him. And that's it. And the kiss was a sign. Whosoever I kiss, he's a man. Take him. I'm sick and tired of fake things. These are the last days. Church people, don't go for anything fake. 
usiende kitu chochote ambacho ni gushi so ruth returns with naomi and now i will show you why the bible the title of the of the book is changed from naomi is denied the title and ruth is given the title so ruth tells naomi do not ask me to leave you this is not a going home thing i am not going anywhere where you go unapokenda I will go. Where you will stay. Utakapoka. I will stay. Nami Your people watu wako shall be my people. Where you die. Utakapokufa. There I shall die. Vile vile Where you shall be buried. Utakapozikwa. Likewise. Vile vile. Only death. Mauti tu zakutenganisha wewe nami. I know we love this verse for weddings. Najua tunapenda maandiko haya kwa harusi. It is a great great verse. Ya kwamba ni andiko ambalo ni kuu. But this is not a verse for memorizing for weddings. Lakini hili tu sio la andiko la kukariri katika harusi. This is a verse for people who wants to make a covenant. Hili ni maandiko ya watu ambao wanataka kufanya maagano. Be it in marriage or whatever it is. Iwe katika ndoa ama chochote kile. It is binding. Ni akudumu. Because of this covenant from a Moabite, a hidden woman who seemed to understand there was something more about Naomi more than what she knew kuna kitu zaidi kwake Naomi kuliko kile ambacho alikuwa anafahamu that's why she made the covenant ndio kwa ajili alifanya maagano i want you to look at this nataka utazame hii so the two women walk back to to bethlehem wanawake hawa wili wakarejea wakarudi bethlehem Naomi arrives in Bethlehem. Walipofika Naomi alipofika Bethlehem. She meets and faces the people she left. Akakutana watu ambao alikuwa amewaacha. She meets the survivors of circumstances. Akakutana wale wanusuru ambao walikuwa wamenusurika. People who did not run away from crisis. Ambao hawakutoroka wakati wa shida. People who did not run away because there was scarcity and famine. Watu ambao hawakutoroka kwa ajili kulikuwa na njaa na upungufu. Now look she's back. Tazama saa amerejea. She has come back to them amewarejelea people who never lost hope people who waited on god during difficult times knowing that the god of bethlehem of judah at a given time he will visit the city so ruth you see again is odd she accompanies naomi think of this this girl is walking into a different there's a kacha conflict dada huyu anaingia katika itikadi ambayo ni tofauti ambao itachanga itatatanishana na yake there are language barriers kwamba kuna lugha ambao ziko na vizuizi think about worship and the faith fikiria kuhusu imani na kuabudu but she was so purpose lakini alikuwa amekusudia church people we better be so purpose watu wa kanisa lazima tukue watu wa kusudia on arrive to bethlehem alipofika pale bethlehem You know the Bible says I, I like this. Biblia inasema napenda hii. The people people are just people and people are nice. Watu ni watu tu wale lakini pia watu ni wema. The people of Bethlehem could not even recognize Naomi. Watu wa Bethlehem hata hawakuweza kumtambua Naomi. Not because she was young and pretty. Sio kwa ajili alikuwa mchanga na mrembo. The girl was beaten down by the spirit of Moab. Yule dada alikuwa amechapwa na maisha ya Until she had changed. Mpaka alikuwa amebadilika. Even her looks. Hata mtazamio wake. So the people were excited 
invited. Watu walisimuka. And they asked. Na wakauliza. Haya is this Naomi? Haya yani huyu ni Naomi? They could not quite tell it was her. Kabisa hawangeweza kufasiri kama ni yeye. Watch out the spirit of Moab. Tazama roho wake Moab. Because the day you will go to Moab. Sikutakapoenda Moab. When you will return back to Bethlehem. People will not even recognize you. The devil will beat you. Beat even everything within you. That even your own features change. Now, Sasa. we're looking at um, at people saying, "Oh gosh, it's Naomi." Tunatazama watu wakisema, "Haya, kumbe Naomi." Oh. It's you. Oh, you. oh you have come back. And she said do not call me sweet. Don't call me lovely. I'm no longer my name is no longer Naomi. Call me Mara. I'm a bitter woman. I'm angry. I'm disappointed. I've lost everything that I have dreamt for. And just just i reminded you the other day no aliwakumbusha siku nyingine before you pack your bags kabla hujafunganya virago vyako and go to look for greener pastures in moab aende kutafuta majani mabichi kule before you pack your bags and go down to egypt kabla hujafunganya na kwenda kule misri remember there is a chapter in your life kumbuka kwamba kuna ukurasa maishani mwako that has not uh, that has not unfolded yet ya kwamba bado haijafunuliwa i told you niliwaambia the book this book hiki kitabu the book this book of ruth hiki kitabu cha keruth should have recognized naomi instead of ruth ingemtambua naomi badala yake ruth but there is a story changing lakini kuna kubadilishwa kwa hadithi and that's why i told you ndio kwa ajili niliwaambia before you have the printers print your book kabla hujapelekea wale waandishi wakichape kitabu chako before you give your book to the publishers kabla hujapatia kitabu chako wale remember that is a chapter kumbuka kwamba kuna ukurasa you must include in the book ambao lazima ukapata kuiweka pale katika kitabu so naomi has returned to bethlehem hivyo naomi amerejea bethlehem and while she is in bethlehem alipokuwa pale bethlehem she tried i i don't want to go on detail on that taikuingia katika hali ya kilindini zaidi katika hii she start to look for security for her she had a rich relative and this now uh, Ruth is sent to go and and work there as a casual worker so she is now working working there and uh, I want to say before I finish. Naomi gathered herself. And gave herself strength. To face embarrassment. Never be ashamed. To face embarrassment. If you know there is a chapter in your life that the devil fights. Never be embarrassed. To face embarrassment. Hali ya 
aibu. She dared embarrassment. Yeye alikabili aibu. She dared the shame. Alikabili ile aibu. She did not care. Hakujali. Who would say what about her? Atasema nini kumhusu? She had died to the praises of men. Alikuwa amekufa kwa sifa za She was no longer interested. Hakuwa anataka tena. She cared more about her assignment. Alijali zaidi kuhusu jukumu lake. And the destiny of this girl Ruth who had come up to Bethlehem with her. Na hatma dada huyu Luta ambaye alikuwa amekuja naye kule Bethlehem. And now we are seeing. Na sasa tunaona. She was not worried about people making fun of her. Hakuwa na watu wakimkejeli. Never get worried about people who make fun of you. Usijali watu ambao wanakukejeli. Those who mock you and those who laugh on you. Ambao wanakukejeli na kukucheka. If God wants you to embarrass yourself, kama Mungu anataka ujaibishe. Do it. Fanya vile. Because what will touch people is not all the things that you went through. Sio mambo ambayo ulipitia. It is the end of the story. Lakini ni mwisho wa hadithi. What matters? Kile kinadalisha. In a marathon. Katika mbio wa masafa marefu. What matters in any race? Katika mbio Those of who you watch boxing I don't. Wale ambao mnatazama ndo ni mimi siangalii. I don't like fights. Mimi spend spend vita. I never watch boxing. Mimi sitazami dondi. I know my cameraman are looking at me with an attitude already. Najua yule ambaye anachukua kamera na anaangalia katika hali fulani. If money was earned through boxing I would be the poorest person on the face of the earth. Kama watu walikuwa wanatajirika na kupata pesa katika kupitia dondi mimi ningekuwa maskini wa mwisho. You go there for a price you are beaten you, your face look like minced meat. Yaani unaenda pale katika katika ile uwanja unapigwa uso wako unaonekana kama nyama ambayo imesiagwa. From there you are admitted on a hospital bed. Kutoka pale unaenda unalazwa hospitalini. Just to hold a belt. Ukapata tu kushika mshipi. Keep the belt. Weka na mshipi. Keep the money, keep the fame. Na ukae na pesa na ile sifa. Let God grace me with perfect health. Wacha Bwana nipatie afya bora. So what I want to say is there is a story that is not completed in your life but I want to remind you let people talk about you let your critics criticize you I'm now finishing anybody who needs to say what they need to say die to self Die to the opinion of man and become God's opinion. And now she she's she's now she's now returned to her people. And now they are working on a few things. The girl is a casual worker. She doesn't know the language. There's this man Boaz. He looked at her and said, "Ooh, wow. Who is she? Where is she from?" And she he heard the story. Now he also started saying, "Oh, that woman, we are relatives somehow." That's for another day. I want to say, for every Ruth, there is a Naomi. For every Moses, there is a Joshua. For every Elijah, there is For every Esther, there is a Mordecai, and my risk can continue. So Ruth gets these casual jobs and she is working. working. She works. She went when nobody is seeing. She was so committed to her covenant. She had this little pass. She will go and take the shrifts and gather a few things and put them in the bag and take 
to her mother-in-law. She was not selfish. She had entered into a covenant. So while she worked there, things began to unfold. The shamba or the land where she worked, if I cut it short, the title deed finally is changed into her name. The Moabite casual worker becomes the land owner in Bethlehem of Judah. There is a story that must be written about you and your Ruth and about you and your Naomi. What am I saying today? I want to finish by saying life is a cycle when many things can change. Can you imagine you are employed somewhere to work as a cashier worker? They even speak you don't even know their language. Yet God has ordained that title deed will be changed into your name. I finish by saying God the God of Bethlehem will walk you the journey of from scarcity to abundance. I'm saying he will get you out of rags into riches. He will get you from brokenness to wholeness. He will get you from ashes into beauty. He will get you from mourning into dancing. He will get you from being a borrower to a lender. He will get you from decreasing to increasing. He will get you from defeat to victory. From, da, from, 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 from dryness into wetness showers. From being the tail to being the head. He will get you from curses of men to the blessings. He will get you from emptiness to abundance. Go and read the book of Deuteronomy the 28th chapter. I end up by saying weeping endures for a night but joy comes in the morning. That is Psalms 30. For his anger is for a moment. His favor is for life. Today church people do not go down to Egypt. Stay with God. Instead of going down begin to go up into the place of God. Go up into the presence of God. Go into, up into the place of worship. Do not wander about. Don't go down to Moab. Don't go down to Egypt. And now, as I finish finally, finally, like Paul would say, finally, brethren. God did not only just restore Naomi. Naomi was also restored into the genealogy of Israel. Because her daughter who came from a Moab, a strange land, was married to Boaz. Stop wandering all over the place. Wait for Boaz to come. 
akakaa kila mahali ongojea Boaz aje. And the Bible says that Boaz fathered Obed. Na kwamba Biblia inasema Boaz akawa baba yake Obed. Obed fathered Jesse. Obed akamzao Jesse. Jesse fathered David. Jesse akamzao Daudi. David was the greatest king in Israel. Na kwamba Daudi alikuwa mfalme mkuu zaidi Israel. And from the roots of David. Na kutoka katika mizizi We see Jesus Christ. Namuona Yesu Kristo. So the genealogy. Kwa hivyo uzao. Connects up to Jesus. And that's why. Blind but Myers. He cried and he said. Thou son of David. Have mercy on me. Today. I want to say. Where you are working. The company you serve. As a watchman. The company you serve as a tiger. The company where you serve. As a casual labor. They keep reminding you. You are here for three more days. Put your sense together. Where you work as an accountant. Where you work as a security where you work as a security personnel. Where you work as a secretary. Where you work as a driver. It, you might not necessarily be the owner of the company. But you have learned enough skills to go and begin your own company to go and manage your own company stay with God stay with God avoid going down stay up it does not matter the day of visitation is coming stay with God don't move your citizenship don't become like the Stay in your father's house because in your father's house there is more than enough. And I want to say I wish you well. I wish you God's blessings. We are praying for you. I am praying for you. I keep crying for you. I will cry for you until Christ is formed inside you. You are the apple of his eye. You are born for destiny. You are born for greatness. I urge you to hold on until the next chapter of life opens. Remember, Naomi's life was changed because of Ruth. So God bless you. I love you. We cannot wait for the house of God to open again. And I love the benediction all over the world. Last night, I watched the benedictions from all the nations where God is causing his people to stand and sing the blessings of God to decree that you are blessed with your children and your children's children and it can never be otherwise. Keep holding on. We are waiting for one of the greatest revivals. So God bless you. I love you. I pray that God will keep you strong, sharpen your skill. I said, baby, dream. Dreams are for free. Free. 
Bure. Free of charge. Bure you cannot be charged for dreaming. Dream. Dream dangerous dreams. That the day you tell people, they will react like, like, like Joseph's brothers. When you mean you will be over us. Don't dream small things. If you dream small things, throw them in the dustbin. Dream things you can't afford. Dream so big that when people hear your dream, there will be an earthquake. There will be a shaking. Ruth dreamt. By the end of the story, she calls the shot. She's the land owner. Now the cashiers who are working with her, they work under her terms. God bless you. I love you. I invite Minister, uh, Minister Peter Wambogo to continue. May the Lord bless you and keep you and strengthen you. May his hand be upon you. Love you all. God bless.